Hi, and welcome back to The Abnormal Christian. I'm Brad Mason. I'm here again with um, Natasha Mason over here on the side. Hello, hello. There she is. And uh, we're glad to be back with you for another wonderful episode. We hope it's wonderful. Um, and, uh, yeah, so really want to call off top of my head right off the bat. I um, want to thank everybody for listening. We crossed the 10,000 mark today. Wow, that was loud. So uh, we've we've had 10,000 listens to the episodes that we've posted so far, and we're absolutely encouraged by that because I don't think we ever thought, I mean, we didn't honestly think we would ever be at 10,000. I'm mildly stunned. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm rather surprised. Um, I had figured and calculated a couple months ago that if we had uh, you know, the, the, the listens we if were we getting, averaged. right? I figured 100 episodes we might get to 10,000, um, but right now we're still in the uh, 60s. The, yes, uh, we're still in the 60s, and and the Lord has is incredible. Um, how much money do we make off of that? Nothing. We don't make a dime off of it. Actually, we spend uh, quite a bit of money to do this show to advertise and things like that um, in different places. Um, Google ads and with Facebook and things like that. Um, and so we don't mind and that's no big deal because the Lord provides for us and we're able to do it. Um, so that's the great thing about the show. It's, it's as, as far as I'm concerned, we're always going to keep it uh, free. Doesn't cost you to listen to anything. Um, and we don't beg for money. We're never going to do that. Don't have a need. Even if we went broke tomorrow and I lost my job, I would never get on here and ask anybody for a cent because, um, I know who provides and I know who takes care of me. I'm going to refer you to my GoFundMe. Well, I'll refer you to the Lord because he provides for all of my needs. Oh, burn. Oh, burn. So coming straight out of the gate with a hot burn there right off the bat. Anyway, um, so this episode, we're going to probably take a look at an idea um, that I had postulated to um, Natasha a while back. I asked a question, and I I really give the reason why I asked the question, is I asked, um, do you believe that sin, sin itself, could take a um, physical manifestation in the body? Um, and really this idea came from a book by Frank Peretti. Um, I have a hard time even recalling the title of the book, but in the book, everyone in the town that had sin, uh, it manifests on their body, like a black slick oil on their chest. And, uh, the, the more, the deeper they were in sin, the greater this, uh, this was appearing on them. And, uh, it's not the idea, you know, I don't, I don't definitely don't think that happens. We're not walking around uh, with the, yeah, let's, let's start off the bat and say that we don't think if someone's sick, oh, they're just, no, they're absolutely. terrible sinners. Right. And so, and that's one of the things we have to, we have to point that out. Um, we know that, uh, there are some things in the physical sense where we're sinners, uh, we're born into sin. And because of that, we have bodies that are going to fail. We have bodies that are going to um, have uh, arthritis and I mean diabetes and all kinds of terrible things. Any anything that you could imagine, the sickness that the body could get, we're susceptible to because of the sin that works in us. And it's not a direct uh, relation to um, the sin that I did. It's because the sin was in me when I was born this way. I was born a sinner. We're all born sinners, and so we don't live in that perfect body. We don't have that body that is uh, that never gets sick and that never gets tired and never gets old, and we. We know the one who is one day going to perfect us and, you know, we'll never have another tear. We won't cry anymore. There will be no more sorrow. There'll be no more pain. Um, and so, you know, we look for those days, right? But we don't always attribute that to something someone did. So there's some denominations and churches and people out there who might, they say, well, you know, you're struggling in your life. It's because, um, 
you know, you did something wrong. Obviously, you've done something wrong. The wages of sin is death. Right. And, or you didn't get the healing that you wanted, right? So you go to somebody and they supposedly pray over you, anoint you, touch, you know, lay hands on you and give you this word um, and, and this healing and it doesn't happen. And next thing you know, it's, well, that's your fault. You've got sin in your life. You, you don't know. have enough faith. You don't have enough faith in their sin. Maybe you must have done something against God because he doesn't want to heal you. And um, and honestly, frankly, that's just a bunch of baloney. It's, it, it's not true. It, it's... Yeah. That you're not going to find that in the scripture. We've gone over this. Jesus never said, uh, well, you know, too bad. You don't have any faith, so I'm not healing you. Um, there were instances where people said, you know, I believe, but uh, help my unbelief. I don't, you know, there were people who said, I don't, I have faith, but I don't have enough faith. You know, maybe I need more faith. Can you still do this? <clears throat> and the Lord did that and he did things for them. Jesus did things for them. So the real question comes back to um, what does it look like? What does sin mean? Um, in our bodies. Yesterday, I think you asked me a question. Um, can you phrase it? Because I don't. Well, it wasn't. Uh, I don't know if it was a question. I just said, ask me about how the Bible is equal to dialysis, which I, I'm a nurse, so I, I have a, uh, understand things. And sometimes I see instances around me, medically speaking. Sometimes it's hard for me to turn that off. Right. Yeah. So I was listening to a preacher on on the radio on the way home, and he was talking about every day you need to, you know, read the Bible, get in the Word. That will help center you. And I started thinking, you know, dialysis is the process of Cleaning your blood, basically. When your kidneys fail, your kidneys no longer have the ability to filter out toxins. So you have this artificial process that happens that it does it for you. So I kind of equated in my mind, you know, the Bible helps filter things out of our lives that don't need to be there. Right. Uh, you know, you come back and you, well, what does God say on immorality or whatever the case may be? And it helps be your filter to know what toxins to let, you know, filter toxins out that don't need to be there. Right. And I think you could take that, you could take that medical analogy um, in a lot of different directions. I think you've got a lot of people who, um, who believe in alternative treatments and I don't, I'm not knocking what anybody decides to do, but you could look at that and say, there are people who are saying, yeah, you tell me I need to have this kidney dialysis to get the toxins out of my blood. But I believe that eating this herb or eating this or drinking this drink is going to purify me. Right. These essential oils. Right. Oh yeah. yeah. Anyway, yes. <laughs> when I get into that. I'm sorry. Um, so, Inside joke. <clears throat> yeah, it is a joke. I always say the only essential oil I need is uh, cooking oil because <laughs> I like my chicken and my French fries. I used to. So, um, but anyway, so there are people who have different ideas and opinions about um, how to be healthy, and they will um, they will remedy themselves or they'll treat themselves with these other ideas and these other um, products. And oftentimes, there's a lot of people this, it just doesn't this work. This maybe not been medically tested, right. and you know the efficacy of it is maybe unknown. Right, and we're not saying those things don't work, but in this analogy, we're saying um, that they try to treat their 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 poison blood with, with some, uh, other form, natural, whatever. Um, and sometimes it doesn't work. And, and in the, in the biblical sense, we do the same thing. Um, because like you're talking about the word of God should be that thing that we apply to our lives where we're sinners and we're, um, you know, we have this sin in us 
And honestly, we're sitting there talking about blood, which is no surprise that, you know, um, we're covered by the blood of Jesus, which is perfect and doesn't have sin in it. And so we're washed in the blood of the lamb, right? And uh, we find that this is the only thing that's going to cure our sickness. This is the only thing that's going to cure our problem. Um, but then people in the world come along with their alternative medicines and they say, well, you know, no, that's not right. We just need to be good people. We need to have good works. We need to do good deeds and um, we need to love one another. And uh, I don't really need the Jesus. That's a little bit too much. I think I'm okay on my own. I can get to heaven um, on my own two feet. And uh, and so we try to um, we try to treat our disease with with our own desired cure, not the cure that we need, but the cure that we think we want to have maybe because we don't like who gave us the original cure. And I think it's what it boils down to is we don't like what God has said we need to do. We don't like, um, the way he tells me to live my life. And, um, and for some reason, this is one thing I don't understand. <clears throat> and maybe if you're, you're not a Christian, you'd, you'd send me an email and explain it to me. Um, I don't understand in the Bible where it talks about righteousness, holiness, purity. It talks about the, uh, the love of God. It talks about the joy of the Lord. It talks about all these wonderful things. It talks about all these, um, joyous things that we can have in a relationship with God. We can have all these wonderful things. And then people want to make that like, it's a bad thing. Oh no, that's terrible. You're, you're depriving yourself. This is what people have told me before. <clears throat> Excuse me. I don't drink. I don't smoke. I'm I don't go out to clubs and I don't, you know, I've never done all that stuff. And I've had plenty of people in my, in my history growing up, I worked with lots of, uh, you know, I worked in a warehouse with 300 men at one point and, uh, and it was just this disbelief of, well, I can't believe you don't go out and do that. What's wrong with you? You know, you're depriving yourself. What do you mean you don't want to go drink it on the lake? Right. You're depriving yourself of fun. I, I don't understand. Um, and then you got there and that's, that's one side. And then you got the other side of people who are like, well, I'm a Christian too. I still do all this stuff and I'm a Christian. You're judging me. You're saying I'm wrong and, and you shouldn't. How dare you do that? And it's like, no, I didn't say that. I'm living my life um, according to the word of God as much as I can. I mean, I'm not saying you go do you, whatever you want to do, have at it. <clears throat> but just because I don't agree with it or maybe I don't do it doesn't mean that I'm judging you. It doesn't, you know, I had this discussion with someone the other day on Facebook. It was this, uh, a comment came up and this man said, uh, you know, well, we're not supposed to judge each other. And you made the comment and you said, what? I don't remember. You told me that people are, uh, they always say don't judge each other until someone beats their wife or someone beats their kids or someone commits murder or someone breaks the law. Then we're all quick to say, Oh, he's horrible. That's horrible. That's a horrible man. How could he do that? He's a pedophile. What a, you know, I can't believe that guy would kidnap those children. How dare he do oh, that? Oh, I think we were talking about the, the Methodists and the splitting yeah, yeah. Of, the, of that church right. based on. And somebody said you shouldn't judge. And you, and your point was, is that we're quick to judge people on things that we are okay with. We're, we're, we're happy to judge people on things that we, we find offense. We find to be wrong. Right. And whether it's societally or even us personally. Um, but then there's some things that we don't want to judge people on. And I said, it's because at some level we're okay with it. That's the honest truth. If the word of God says that something is wrong, I'm not judging anyone by repeating what the word of God says. You might not like it. You might not like that. It says what it says, but there it is in, in, in the words in black and white. I didn't write it. 
I just believe it. And because I believe it, that's how I want to apply it to my life. And that's, you know, there's this idea of righteousness through the blood of Jesus that I want to see applied to everyone if, if they'll accept that, if they're willing to have that applied, because I know what it means to have forgiveness from the things that I've done. And so when we look at sin in, in the body and the question is, uh, does sin manifest itself in a physical form? Um, I think sometimes it can. And, and and it might be, it could be specific sins. You know, we talked about this. We said, um, there are sins that people don't know, right? There are things that people do. Um, they, that may, only you have knowledge correct. of, so of you're, your own sin. You're listening to the podcast. You might be listening to on your computer, on your, I don't know what. Um, but there are a lot of people out there who are addicted to pornography and things that are on the internet. And they do those things in their home and people don't see it. Now, God sees it, right? But other people don't see it. Maybe their family doesn't see it and their kids don't see it. And um, it's, it's that hidden sin. It doesn't do damage to others around them, really. Um, but it does damage to themselves, right? So it's that relationship between them and God that becomes damaged. And, you know, it's, uh, we talked about addiction. There's, there's uh, uh, addictive sins where somebody tries to get away from doing something and uh, maybe they fall every a and couple struck, weeks. Or, I mean, you know, you can look at food and eating. People are addicted Absolutely. Be addicted to food. Americans, and, we live in America, and that's one of our biggest problems is gluttony. A lot of times people don't know when to stop eating. They just continue to, because they, it's a, it's an emotional satisfaction or whatever it is. Um, but there's all these different kinds of sins in our life um, that can manifest themselves in a physical sense. I mean, you take gluttony, for instance, that, uh, that sin of gluttony can actually manifest itself physically, and it can make me sick, and it can make me, you know, it could kill you. Honestly, uh, you know, if, not just, I mean, there are so many things that you can look at that the Bible tells you not to do, that if you do, they can have consequences like don't be immoral. Well, there's kind so again, <laughs> anyway, I think I lost my train of thought there. So you were saying the Bible says there are things, don't be immoral, don't be, don't be a glutton, uh, don't right. be, you know, and when you indulge in those things, they have consequences. You're correct. And, and in the, a physical way. Right. Um, and so I was saying that the Bible says, you know, there's the, the reaping and what you sow. And I think that's a, um, I think that's a physical law that, uh, that applies to the whole universe. I think there are biblical concepts and laws that apply to everyone. Like we're all born knowing that murder is wrong. And that applies to everyone. Everyone has that in their heart. They know that. And so the idea of reaping and sowing, I think a lot of people call it karma. Mm -hmm. A lot of people call it whatever they want to call it. But it is a biblical concept that God put in as a law of the universe that he has put into effect. That whatsoever a man sows, that shall he also reap. If you sow righteousness and you sow goodness, you're going to reap those things. If you sow corruption and immorality, you're going to reap those things. It's really honestly no surprise. You know plenty of people um, in business as I've been for years. I know plenty of people who their lives are consumed with corruption and immorality. And then when you look at the drama that's in their life, it is a result, direct result of all the corruption that was going on to begin with. And you want to say, you know, if, if we would walk away from that, if we could if you could put away all the sinful things that we do, then all the negative consequences that come along from that would disappear as well. Well, I think people struggle with making that connection or wanting to be cognizant of it. They well, want to be like, oh, correct. that doesn't have anything to do with each other. Right. But it's it's easy. Somebody said, um, there was a, uh, I don't remember who told me, but a long time ago, 
might have been my mother. And uh, people were always saying, well, the devil did that. The devil did this. Uh, Christians, a lot of times when we have bad, hard trials in our life, we're always like, oh, it's the devil testing me, you know, or if something bad happens, oh, the devil, you know, he's trying to get me. And we we displace the uh, bad decision we made or the sin that we committed. We push those things out of the way and we want to say, oh, it's the devil's fault. Sometimes it's not we the devil's We don't want to take fault. any responsibility. Correct. We're, we're, and that's what they did in the Garden of Eden. Well, the serpent told us, you know, I mean, he said it is his fault. And we've been doing that ever since. And so we look at this, um, sin can manifest itself in our lives physically um, and have negative consequences. And it can be a real negative thing. Um, and and the, the underlying quite here, and this is the thing people also, I think we should discuss, um, is when you have someone who is in a sinful behavior or a sinful uh, position in their life, oftentimes they know that. Most people who are sinning know that. I mean, you generally don't have to tell somebody who's fornicating that they're fornicating. You don't have to tell somebody who's an adulterer that they're an adulterer. They know it. They already know it. I mean, they may uh, on the surface be defensive of it and want to lash out at you if you say anything is wrong about it. But I think deep down they know. Well, and, and you don't. Right. And they know. And they may make, make excuses for it. We all do that. We're, and I'm, I'm just as guilty as anyone else to make an excuse for us. You know, maybe I told a lie to try to keep out of trouble or, or, or I've told, you know, I told a story. Something wasn't true and I'm just trying to defend myself. And, you know, and we do that. And that's the natural, I think that's the natural. It's human nature. It's uh, Right. It's the natural operation of the flesh is what the Bible calls it. It's this carnal man that wants to be alive who keeps trying to rear his head up. He was crucified with Christ and it's not I live, but Christ within me. But this dead man keeps trying to stick his head out. And he's like, hey, I'm still here. I want my piece. You know, let me, let me have a pound of flesh there because I, I want to go over there and do that. Let's go over there. And, you know, and there's this struggle sometimes to tell him, no, you're dead. Go away. You don't, you don't matter. Um, you're inconsequential. Um, who am in Christ is a new creature. You know, it's supposed to be something that's new and that's away from all these things. But we still struggle with that because we're in the flesh. We're not, um, we're not in that glorified body yet, right? And so we're always going to deal with that. And so I think when we were talking about this, we're really looking at the example of how do we see sin? Um, really, as as believers, we should see sin, and it's it's hard um, to see it the way God sees it. God hates sin. He he hates it. He doesn't doesn't want anything to do with it. I mean, he's, he's appalled by sin. Some sins he calls an abomination. Um, he gives some different names and, um, and he just doesn't like sin. And I think we have to get to the point to where it disgusts us as much as it does God, because if it doesn't ever get there, we're going to be okay with it to some degree. And that's what we were talking about a few minutes ago is that there's going to be these things we're going to say, Oh, I don't want to judge people. And, and I, uh, we shouldn't talk I about that. I don't want to make them feel bad. Right. Because we're, we're to the point to where we can't, in society today, we can't say what is sin and what is not sin because now you're judging me. Uh, you know, the scripture does say that we're supposed to use righteous judgment when it comes to how we deal with the world. The Bible doesn't tell us not to judge. It actually tells us to do it in a righteous way, which is to apply the word of God to it. We apply the word of God to a situation in our life or a situation in the world. And if we hold that up and we filter everything through it, we're going to know what is right and wrong. Because the Word of God is going to reveal that to us. Does that make us judging when we say the Word of God has said, you know, 
Um, thou shalt not steal. We're not supposed to steal. That's wrong. You don't take from someone something that is not theirs. Now you're sitting and listening to the podcast and you're probably like, oh yeah, I agree with that. Nobody should steal. We shouldn't do that. Now, what if I list something else that the Bible says it wrong that you might not agree with? Would you say the same thing? If it's the word of God and it doesn't change and God, God's opinion doesn't change. You know, um, there was a, uh, I can't even think of the guy's name. There was a pastor in uh, New York. He is at the uh, Hillsong Church there, I believe. And he was asked, I see the guy's face in my head, but I can't think of his name. He was asked what his stance on abortion was. And he said he's against abortion. And they asked what his stance on gay marriage was. And he said, you know, I don't believe according to the word of God, that's what we should be doing. And they said, well, do you think that anywhere along the way your your opinion might change? And he said, yeah, it, it could. I mean, you never know what the future holds. And immediately you want to be like, the word of God doesn't change. The word of God is is never wavering. It doesn't change based on political opinion. It doesn't change on societal constructs. The word of God is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Jesus himself was the word of God made manifest in the flesh. So what you're telling me is, is that today you might believe this idea, but later on you believe the word of God is going to change to fit your current situation. That's not how it works. Well, I think a lot of people, that that's the argument that they use, why they shouldn't really follow the Bible is because it was written so long ago and it just doesn't apply to today. Well, I, and I would agree. I would agree it was written a long time ago. I'm not going to disagree with that. But I would think there's more wisdom, more knowledge in the Word of God than there is in any other book that, that is on the earth. Um, you know, there have been people that come along who have said the Word of God will disappear. The Bible will disappear within the next 200 years, 1,000 years. It's just so antiquated, it doesn't even matter. And yet, and yet, when trial and tragedy hits, people run to God. They run to His Word because they're looking for solace. They're looking for comfort that they can't find anywhere else. I mean, after September 11th hit, if if you were alive, then you'll remember. Um, but after September 11th hit, churches were filled with people. People just loaded up churches because they didn't know where to take their grief. They didn't know who could deal with the struggle and the pain they were feeling. They didn't know what to do. It was this helpless feeling of somebody's got to do something. And, and they turned to a book that was 2,000 years old and a God who has existed for all of time to say, give me some answers. I need answers in my life. Um, there were some genuine people who came out of that, really converted, really gave their life to God because of this. And there were a lot of people who were looking for that temporary solution because they had their opinion about what they wanted from God. And so, you know, we, we do, we live in that world where we're in sin. And uh, to your point, what you listen to on the radio, you know, I think that preacher's right. We, we have to surround ourselves. We cover ourselves with the word of God because it is, it's like, you know, it's drinking water. It's the very, one of the things that is necessary for life. You know, the word of God for a Christian, for the believer is necessary for life. You're not going to have good, you know, you're not going to have a good life uh, in the spirit. You're not going to grow your spiritual man if you don't have the word of God. This has been the contention that I've had with some of the uh, new apostolic reformation, the Bethel church, Bill Johnson at one point said, uh, the word of God is not necessary to grow as long as you have the Holy spirit. And I disagree with that completely. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith cometh by hearing. Your faith is going to increase and grow by hearing and that hearing is from hearing the word of God, whether you hear somebody preaching it to you or whether you're, you're submerging yourself into it, you're allowing the word of God to infiltrate you. And it's the word of God that gets bound to our heart. And what did David say? Let thy, hide thy word in my heart so that I might not sin against thee. It's this idea that if I hide the word of God in my heart and I cling to it, then when tempta <clears throat> temptation and sin comes, I have the opportunity to say, oh no, but the word of God says... 
you know, do this uh, in those situations. And that's how we deal with it. I like the way you put it. We're, we're on, you know, dialysis for the spirit. We're running it through. Uh, we're running our sin through the word of God and we're running our lives through the word of God so that what comes out is a uh, more perfect, Clean. yes, <clears throat> a more perfect person than what was going in. So um, we, we hope you kind of get those ideas, think about it a little bit. We enjoyed talking to you about it. Um, this is really kind of a different subject using a field of knowledge that my wonderful wife has. Um, it was a great question because I really like the idea of the dialysis, looking at it from that viewpoint. Um, we uh, hope you listen to us again. I mean, Keep on listening. Uh, if you like the podcast, we ask that you share it with your friends and family. Check us out on Facebook. Check us out on uh, Twitter and Instagram. Some of those things might not get updated all the time. We're not always on social media, um, but we do po- do post things occasionally. We try. We try. We're working. Uh, we're working family. We have uh, a lot of kids, and uh, we're doing 50, 60 hours a week ourselves working, and so it gets to be difficult. Um, we would ask that you would pray for the podcast. That some, if you want to do something, there you go. You want to pray for the podcast, that'd be awesome. We'd love to hear from you. You can email us at theabnormalchristian at gmail.com, and uh, we'll be glad to respond or email you back. Eventually, maybe we get a post office box so that uh, our writing listeners, those who don't want to use the internet to communicate with us, would be able to send us a letter. That would be great. Um, so that's something we're still considering in the future. In the future, uh, but for now, we do use electronic mail. So, and that delivers every day. They'll deliver that every day. So it's fantastic. Anyway, we hope you had a good time listening to the podcast, and we will catch you next time. Bye. <laughs>